I feel like public health in general is all about protecting and improving the health of the people in the community. As a part of my job with the New York City Department of Health, I like knowing that I can help provide a little bit more peace of mind. That was today's guest, Christine Gargano. Hello and welcome everyone to Making Public Health Personal. This podcast is brought to you by the CUNY Graduate School of Public Health and Health Policy in New York City. I'm your host, Laura Mioli Farragon. Thanks for listening. In today's episode, we'll speak to Christine Gargano, a case manager at the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. She works in the Bureau of Veterinary and Pest Control Services. Very cool, right? Christine recently obtained her MPH in Environmental and Occupational Health Sciences from CUNY SPH. Now, New Yorkers are very familiar with rats and other rodents in our city, but Christine's job brings her even closer to that action. In fact, she's the recipient of a Neighborhood Rat Reduction Award for helping identify rodent problems within New York City. She was also presented with the Distinguished Service Award for her important role in the COVID-19 pandemic response and the Key to NYC initiative. In this episode, Christine will tell us about her passion for interacting with the community and helping those who are facing disparities. We'll learn what it's like to work full-time while attending graduate school during the evenings and weekends, and how her studies at CUNY SPH have given her the necessary tools to recognize and analyze environmental and occupational health threats, such as rodents in our city. Thank you for joining me today, Christine. Thank you. How are you today? Very good. Thank you. So let's start by just tell me about your job day-to-day as an inspector, and now that you've been promoted to caseworker, what that's like? Okay, so it's not too different than being a regular health inspector. As a case manager, we just work more closely with community board members, and we do more in-person meetings. Inspections consist of properties, parks, businesses, multifamily housing, which is, you know, like an apartment building. We do stores, schools, sidewalk, anything you could think of. Even the tree pits that you see on the sidewalk, we inspect those. And other areas in the city that could be susceptible to rodent activity. As we're doing that, we're investigating the complaints that people make through 311. And we do our own monthly inspections as well, just for the community. But the 311s are priority. And if we get a 311 complaint, We go out into the area and if they have a contact information, we get a hold of them and we work with the complainant. Very important. So how are rodents a public health issue? So rodents actually are a huge public health issue, especially in New York City, but they take advantage of a lot of our day-to-day resources. Our food supply, they take advantage of our shelter, they multiply, which also enables them to take up all of these spaces. And they try to coexist with us, essentially. That affects everything that we do, our homes, schools, the trains, and they even affect people's vehicles. The big reason why they are such a public health issue is because they transmit a lot of diseases. And there's 55 different diseases that rodents can carry. And it's really scary because people don't realize where the rodents have been. They might run across a bench or they might run across a countertop. And then you're placing your hand or your bag on these items. And then it's carrying with you for the rest of the day. Wow. Absolutely. That's super scary. We also see rodents in the park. We see them in our garbage. Are those things that the Department of Health manages or is that kind of separate? The tricky thing about 
the city is there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of departments trying to work together and coexist to remedy the problem. We have MTA, we have the parks department, we have sanitation for garbage. That's their own division. So if the complaints or the problems overlap with each other, you then now have to work with other divisions to figure out how to resolve it. So if there's a subway siding that's, you know, MTA's jurisdiction, if it's, you know, a lot of rodent activity in a park or green space, parks department has to get involved. It's not like a singular thing that we can try to fix. Mm -hmm. We have to get in contact with multiple divisions to kind of work together. But the good thing is that we all do. It's not like there's push and pull or no one wants to claim action. Like we all do work together, which is very good. And it creates like a peaceful space for all of us because we know like someone is trying to actively help with this issue, no matter where it is. Well, it's good that everyone's so collaborative because it's a New York City problem. You guys work with the city and we want to make sure that it's as healthy as possible. So it's great to know that everyone has their jurisdiction. It just puts more eyes on it and means that it will be remedied. Yeah. So what are some little known rodent issues that most people might not be aware of? There's a few. So you might not even realize rodent activity in front of you as you're walking in the city. Mm-hmm. So, for example, people walk on the street all the time and they see holes in the pavement and they might think it's just a structural issue. You know, all oh, the sidewalk is old. People did something to it. But a lot of the times those holes are actually rodent burrows. Ew. <laughs> yeah. And rodents don't just burrow into dirt. They can burrow into pavement. They're very strong and they can get through any type of structure if it's weak enough. So that's why in the city, it's so unique because we have so many old infrastructures. We have so many old buildings. The subway lines are older. So all of these infrastructural issues, you don't even think it like about rodents could very well be about rodents. That's something I always love to tell people, especially when I'm training in the beginning. I'm like, I know you've probably never noticed this before, but you're going to start seeing every single hole that you walk by in the pavement is You're going to double tap to see, is that a rodent active hole? Yeah. This isn't unique to New York City, but it definitely is more prevalent here because of the fact that it is New York City. We have such a large population and everything like that. So a lot of rodents are now going to live in people's vehicles. Wow. I do think it's unique to the city because people don't really use their vehicles as much as, let's say, a more suburban area or like other parts of the United States, New York City is very much public transit. So you could have a car, but that doesn't mean you're using it every day or every week. Yeah. So these inactive vehicles, the rodents are like going into their hoods and like chewing on the wires and, you know, nesting in there when it's cold. So that's been a lot of our 311 complaints as of recently is rodents are getting into my car how do I fix this? So it's very difficult because they are looking for shelter and they're going to find shelter wherever means necessary. Yeah. Even if it's at someone else's expense where they're going to have to pay to get their car fixed. Yeah, it sounds like they cause a lot of damage. Yeah. And your job is important to keeping our spaces clean and in turn keeping New Yorkers healthy. How is your job personally rewarding for you? My job is definitely rewarding. That's why I'm very passionate about it. Like I have no shame ever saying I work with rats. Like I work 
for rodent activity, like I'm very prideful because it is such a large issue and it's something that almost every single person has had to deal with before seeing a rodent, a mouse in their home, things that is out of their control, but you can help them fix it. So that's why I'm passionate about it because I feel like I'm helping people because this is their home. This is their community. Like we're trying to engage with them to create a safe space. Yeah. And and speaking of health, you worked in the New York City vaccination pods during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I'm sure a lot of us have visited those New York City sites. What was it like on the other side for you? It was life changing. I'll say that because as everybody knows, no one expected there to be a pandemic. Yeah. So when you sign up for this job, you sign up to be on the front lines of any public health crisis. You essentially do. They say that to you, like, we're on the front lines. And you think as an inspector, there's only so much I can do if something were to really happen. So when the COVID-19 pandemic happened, I had no idea that we were going to be involved as much as we were. They told us, you know, we are going to need you to work in the vaccination pods, which we were not sure what was going to happen. Like, what were we going to do? And this is something that none of us have experienced before. We're like, there's just random vaccination centers popping up all over the city. We worked there and it was like during the very, very beginning stages of the vaccine coming out. So people were just very desperate and scared. And they felt helpless because a lot of people didn't qualify at the time. You just have to be very compassionate when you're dealing with something like that, even if you yourself are very scared. Yeah. And that's something that I appreciated that I had that experience because you learn to put your own fears aside to help people you don't even know. Like you're willing to put yourself in a potentially hazardous situation just to ensure that other people feel safe. All of us, we literally like dove into that experience. We were working to check people in, make sure all the elderly people in the community were getting their vaccine at a timely manner. All the people that had health concerns like asthma or cancer, all of them were getting that vaccine and they were not leaving until they got it. And it was very stressful because there wasn't a lot of protocol in the beginning. So a lot of us were doing things based off of judgment. Uh, okay, does this qualify? Does it not qualify? So it was very scary, but it was so rewarding. And we were very educated through the process. So working there every day, we were getting news, constantly getting informed, being able to tell the public what we know. So that was also rewarding too, because we're also helping other people with their fears. Yeah. And then a few months into that, when the businesses started opening up again, we got pulled into Kita NYC, which if a lot of people don't know what that is, that's the initiative for the businesses to reopen. And we were in charge of that because there was a lot of outdoor dining structures being built so people can still eat at the restaurants. A lot of businesses had to follow very strict protocols to remain open. And that was like another experience in itself because you're seeing how desperate and scared these businesses are of their whole life crashing down because the pandemic stopped everything. So throughout the whole thing, it just taught me to be so much more compassionate to people's situation and like how this pandemic could affect them. And it was in so many different ways that people were affected. I couldn't even believe it. 
it's all a community thing. Like everybody worked with each other. Nobody was excluded from this process. Like every single person in New York City had to work together like for COVID. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love New York City and I love our community because every single person, no matter what their opinion was of the situation, we all knew the severity of it. If you dream of making a difference in the world, a public health degree or certificate can give you the tools to do just that. The City University of New York's Graduate School of Public Health and Health Policy equips public health professionals to advance not only a healthier New York City, but a healthier world for us all. We want you to join us in our mission. Visit sph.cuny.edu to learn more about our programs. No matter where you are in your career, CUNY SP offers a broad range of degree and certificate programs to not only help you advance in your career, but to have a real impact on the world. Public health professionals are needed now more than ever. Join us. Visit sph.cuny.edu to learn more. So let's rewind and talk about how you got to where you are. You used to work in finance. How did you get your foot in the door at the Department of Health? I worked in financial services basically throughout my undergraduate career at Hunter College, and I loved it. It was very rewarding. It helped me develop a lot of customer service skills. Mm -hmm. And another important thing it taught me was conflict resolution, which I still use to this day. I'm sure. Yeah, I did love it. And I loved all my clients, but I knew it was my passion. Like I didn't feel stressed, but I wanted to do something more engaging to the community. So after I got my bachelor's degree, I started researching jobs that would interest me. And I did want to be in the city still because Hunter College is in Manhattan and I love going to school there. So I was looking in the city. I also did some research and I saw that the Department of Health was hiring. So I applied on a whim because I was in financial services. I was like, I don't qualify for this at all, but I'm going to do it because I always dreamed of being an inspector for some reason. I was like, oh, that's such an amazing job. Mm -hmm. You're out on the field. You're engaged community but I didn't know like all I have is my financial background my degree was in human biology but I didn't know if that was going to be enough so I went to the interview and because I didn't think I was going to get it I was a hundred percent myself I was so brutally honest with every single answer mm -hmm. and like I didn't have any stress to me because to me this was just an awesome opportunity that I was even in the room with my now supervisor and my now director, like I was just being interviewed by them and I just thought it was such a cool experience. So I was myself and it worked because they saw something in me, which I'll be appreciative forever. Honestly, I'm so glad that I went into that 100% myself because it gave me the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like your experience that you had, even though it wasn't in public health specifically, it did transfer over. Yes, it did. So you had some experience from Hunter College from your undergraduate degree with community health and public health. But was that a requirement when you came into the New York City Department of Health position? Was there any prior experience required? Yes, there was some requirements. So you need to have about 30 semester credits in physical or biological sciences. And this basically just helps emphasize that the inspectors and people working with DOH aren't knowing the sciences. So that way we are informed and knowledgeable to keep New Yorkers safe. 
But it's not only just about that. They also equally emphasize on being personable and just being able to talk to the community and to have an open dialogue with them successfully. So I feel like both played an equal role in why I was able to start my career with the Department of Health because I did have the semester credit requirements, but I also did have previous experience working at the bank with conflict resolution and building customer relationships. So I feel like both of those were equally emphasized. And when did you decide to pursue your MPH? I decided to pursue my MPH my last two semesters of my undergraduate career. That's when I really focused in on my degree classes, which was human biology. A lot of the classes I was taking was about community health, social disparities in New York City. And like, it just captivated me. I was like, I want to be more involved in this. Engaging in the community, environmental health, everything you could think of, I was taking those classes. And I was looking into like, how do I continue on? And then I saw, because I went to Hunter College, which is a CUNY, I saw that there was a CUNY for public health. And I was like, I definitely want to go there. So as soon as I graduated from Hunter. I waited about six months and I started applying. I got everything in order and I was just praying that they would accept me, which they did. And I was so happy. And I don't regret my decision at all. Like I was so confident in it. That's great. So what was it like to balance working full time because you were at the health department already when you applied for your MPH. So what was it like to balance working full-time with going to school for your master's degree? Working full-time while doing my master's degree was definitely difficult in the beginning because I started in 2019. Pre-pandemic, you would have to go into the building for your classes. So I would be working all day from 8 to 4.30, and then I would head to Harlem, and I would be in school until 10 p.m., basically. So in the first year, it was a lot, but I was so happy that I was in school that I didn't even care that I was tired. And then COVID happened. And when COVID happened, everything changed. Everything went online. Zoom was introduced and online classrooms and everything like that. So it helped so much because you're not traveling. And CUNY School of Public Health still does incorporate online classes to this day, even though we've reintroduced in person, they do still incorporate that because they saw how successful it was. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I think is amazing because a lot of people, it's difficult for them to travel, especially when they're working full time, which a lot of people do work full time. Well, I think that's why the school has adopted and kept the online option for a lot of the degree programs, because people are working full time. And as a graduate school, you need to be able to let people continue their career and also get the skills that they need to take the next step. So, yes, very important. So how did your MPH degree help you in your career? I started them basically at the same time. So I was taking classes that were so relevant to my job. And all those skills were helping me with my job. Everybody has their own story. And I loved being with all my classmates because ironically, a lot of my coworkers were also in the program. But other departments were also in the program too. Like I said before, parks, sanitation. 
So it was so crazy to see that we're all learning about the same things and we're all working for different divisions. Yeah. And we're all using those tools to benefit our job. That's awesome. And you're all getting that same experience together and building that. Yeah. And it was so nice at graduation when you see all the faces even known for two or three years. Yeah. And we're all graduating together. It was so nice and rewarding. That's awesome. So you obviously have your reasons why you went into public health after doing a career change. But what advice do you have for other people who are interested in studying public health or pursuing their MPH? I would say to do it. It's so rewarding and it definitely gives you more insight on everything because you're learning through the curriculum as well, like the history of why things are the way that they are. A lot of the professors really honed in on certain things going on in New York, which helped us too, because now we understand why there are social disparities in the city, why redlining still affects us today, Mm -hmm. why it's overpopulated in some areas. Like we're learning all of these different things that helps us understand better. So like, I'm so excited because I loved going to CUNY STH so much. And we're trying to promote the welfare of the entire community. And like we are ensuring security and we're trying to protect the community from a whole bunch of different hazards. And that's why each program at SPH is so specific and helpful to our community. Thanks again, Christine, for being a guest. And thank you for listening to Making Public Health Personal, presented by the CUNY Graduate School of Public Health and Health Policy in New York City. You can now share, like, and subscribe to our show everywhere podcasts are heard and on our YouTube channel. To find out more about our school and our programs, you can visit sph.cuny.edu or connect with us on social media. This is your host, Laura Mioli-Ferragon, signing off. And while public health has a global impact, that doesn't mean we can't make it personal.